0: Three, Three, two, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Shit That Goes On In Our Heads. Today, we have a really awesome guest. Her name is Bridget. She has an amazing story to tell. And welcome, Bridget.
1: Welcome, Bridget. Thank you very much. I'm really glad to be here. How was your day? Well, it was It was one of those days where I had to do, you know, a bunch of errands. It's my day off. I'm off on Thursdays and Fridays, and it seems like I always have a million things to, you know, errands to run. So I had two doctor's appointments. I, uh, I did some cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a nap. It's been a good day.
2: Do you make anything yummy and tasty? You want to share?
1: Well, you know i I like to i I like uh, TikTok. Okay, so i I had to get off of all the political stuff. So now I'm on recipes and comedians and um, art. So i I found this recipe on TikTok, and it just looked so easy and so simple. And I did it, and it tastes great. But it turned instead of soup, it turned into a really thick soup like a gravy uh yeah bigger than that but anyway it it's okay i wouldn't serve it to guests, but i ate it
2: (laughs) can we can i share what my for you page is on tiktok oh what see if you see if i get a laugh it is men chopping wood
1: oh so you know (laughs) thor yes
2: Thorne yes. Bradley, shout out. Thor,
1: yes, yeah. Come on to our podcast. Um, yes, I know that guy
2: too. <laughs> and, and it is this man who makes delicious uh, meals. But I don't know what his name is. He does like a lot of desserts and like, you know, aggressive whipping of like creams. Oh. <laughs> and, and then it's um it's usually spicy audiobooks. books. So, oh, so yeah. we all know where we stand on TikTok. I'm, I'm telling you.
0: Not what about you rox you want to share nope no <laughs> <laughs> because i can't say tick tock i say tic tac
1: remember TikTok. i know tick-tack. because Wonderful. i'm old ticky tacky ticky tacky ticky tacky <laughs> tick tock tick tock
0: hey uh dirty skittles i bet if you watched uh ticky tacky last night you could have figured out what you were supposed to do with your pasta sauce
1: You know what?
2: Listen, now I have to tell the story. So, you know, sometimes you have like a really busy day and you don't have all the time in the world to make like a fresh home cooked meal. Uh So I had this freezer meal that was that is pasta. (laughs) and It's like a bolognese sauce. Right. And so I, I pull out the packet from the freezer and I'm reading the back. And I read it at least 10 times. And my brain, it should probably be studied. You know what I mean? Like it needs it needs its own class, but I can be very, very literal. And so I'm reading the package and it tells me to boil four quarts of water. And I'm like, that is a lot of fucking water for like serving size of two, right? I'm like, okay, I oh, guess, you know, whatever. Pull out the big pot, boil the four quarts of water. The next step is take the sauce and put it in the water for two minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's so fucking weird. Cause it's like a small sauce packet. And I read it and read it and read it. And I'm like, all right, maybe it's like a sauce concentrate in this four quarts of fucking water, cut it open, squeeze it into the water. <laughs> and immediately I knew this ain't right. You know, like <laughs> I have done something very wrong. The oil is on the top. I was like, this, this ain't it, but. I proceed because I'm following the fucking steps, put in the pasta, boil the pasta for four minutes, drain the pasta. And I'm looking at I'm like, there is no fucking sauce. And then it dawns on me. Oh, I think they meant like take the sauce packet and put the packet in the water for two minutes and then take that out. So, you know what? it wasn't on me that was poor directions (laughs) so i had to just pull out pasta sauce and put it on the pasta and it was fine my son loved it had seconds and then wanted it for lunch so
0: i i have tears in my eyes i'm sorry because you're such a good like you're such a good cook and so i think that it was just like all the stress from the day finally got into your fucking head that's right give me the excuses (laughs) it. done
1: yeah when i was a kid uh, my dad used to make spaghetti for us and if we didn't have sauce that was fine he just called it naked spaghetti we used to love (laughs) naked spaghetti we'd ask for that i love that can we eat naked spaghetti tonight i love that i love that
2: so much (laughs) naked spaghetti
0: (laughs) yum did you put like butter on that naked spaghetti butter and parmesan cheese hell yeah that's Mm -hmm. what i'm talking about naked spaghetti
2: that's one of Nugget's favorites. I
0: love Naked Spaghetti. and I think I want some Nugget Spaghetti. Some... <laughs> <laughs> fuck off both of you. Love you, but fuck
2: it. Nugget Spaghetti is something different.
0: No. <laughs> Not
2: Naked Spaghetti. <laughs> All right. Mine in the gutter. Okay. <clears throat> uh, okay so, Bridget, what are we going to talk about today?
1: Um... I, I you know, I guess we're gonna talk about um this recent diagnosis that I've gotten and the struggles that I've had with it. Um it's so new and um I guess talk about my struggles and and how I cope with that on a daily basis. I mean there's probably gonna be some other stuff that pops in. Um So I think about the stage of life that I'm in and how I've been making plans and how this has just thrown a big old wrench into um, my plans. And so for those that are listening,
2: what is the recent diagnosis you've received?
1: I recently diagnosed with Parkinson's disease.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And how has that impacted your life?
1: well right you know you go through those stages of grief right and so i'm i'm right now fluctuating between grief and anger i haven't gotten even close to the acceptance part um i i don't even know what the five stages are uh i know that the first two are the two that i'm working on real hard <laughs> uh- <laughs> yeah um So the immediate, you know, the immediate um, thing that I started to do is educating myself. You know, I had to, I had to, you know, I'm a learner, I'm a lifelong learner, and I had to learn everything that I could find out about this because if I understood it, it would be easier to manage because, you know, I want to control and manage this and make sure everything's okay um that doesn't work in this particular situation either so um so i did that i'm still doing that i do that on a daily basis i learn something new every day um i have decided to um cut back on working hours and um i i had intended to retire anyway in 2024 august and um but since the diagnosis, I have found myself so scattered, so fearful, so angry. Um, and when I would start working, it's not like my job is real stressful. I love my job. Um, but it was just the expectation that I had to be on. I had to be working at a certain time, had to be on the computer. I had to be um, available and so just the knowing that I had to do that would cause me stress and the stress as we all know and many times no matter what kind of issues you have stress can cause you problems for anything and so I found that that aggravated my symptoms quite a bit the uh the tremors which is was the first symptom this this is the symptom that took me to the doctor in the first place so I've cut back my hours to 20 and it has helped. Um I have mixed feelings about that too because while I I say I want to take more time for self-care um at the same time if I do work I I take my mind off the the right. the parkinsons or it's a distraction. It's a definite distraction. And like I said, I love my job, and it's a great distraction. So I balance. I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of on the fence there. I've, I've made a decision that February 1st I'm going to be retiring officially. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to stick with that. But <laughs> it, it seems like I have a different outlook on life almost every week. Sometimes it's every day I look at the world a little differently. And for somebody who's I hate to say controlling, but controlling. Like I've got you know, this is the plan and this is gonna how it's working out and blah 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 blah. And for, for someone like me to to be in this um I don't even know how to describe it. Just uncertainty uncertainty just uh confusion um fear do you feel like you're
0: <clears throat> a little pissed off with the world right now
1: yeah 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 this is not what this is not what um i had planned um uh, for my the rest of my life you know i had this so rosy plan you know I moved into this um, 55 plus neighborhood uh, five years ago, be five years in January. And part of the reason I did that is I'm single. I live alone. I have a tendency to isolate. I was living in this big house, more, more space than I needed as a single person and sitting up there on the hill and didn't talk to anybody. Didn't know any of my neighbors. The one neighbor I did know was nice enough but she talked too much for me so i would hide when i went outside (laughs) i would kind of hide if i saw her out there i wouldn't go out so so that's kind of the person i am i I just want to isolate be by myself and um i have this wonderful family and my brother-in-law kept telling me you know you 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 need to do something different that's just not a good place for you to be and um he talked me into taking a look at some of these 55 plus communities and it just so happened there was one right near me where i lived and i decided to take the jump i I wasn't sure i could afford it i mean this place is like living on a resort um but i took the the leap of faith and turned out it's it's the best choice i ever made for me and i'm constantly around people if I want to be. If I don't want to be, I close my door and don't answer it. Um, There's activities here. Um, The women that I've met in this neighborhood, single women, very much like me, some a little older, um, we just hold each other up, take care of each other. Just, I, I don't know what I would do without these women here. And I think I got off track here, but what was I saying? (laughs) i don't even know what i was talking about
2: no you didn't get off track i mean you're working through it
0: Um,
1: yeah so i i'm I'm grateful i have these people here and that's the other thing this this neighborhood is going to be great for me oh that was my plan my retirement plan right i have all these things to do here i'm never going to be bored i'm not going to be alone if i don't want to be um i feel safe in my neighborhood um um, I have no family here in Nashville, but I feel, I still feel like this is home to me. So that was it. I was going to retire in in August and I was going to get more involved in the activities. I was going to find something that I could um, do volunteer work and art because I love to paint and I'm, I, I just wanted more time to do that. So that was the plan. And then got all the money, you know, lined up as the best I could, you know. This is what it's going to do. I'm going to do. I'm just going to make it happen. And you know how we get scared of that anyway? We get star- scared of that retirement. What am I going to do? I got Social Security, right? Well, I'm for now. So I, you know, just kind of had the old plan down and, and uh, I just, when that, when that doctor, actually, he, the way that it really happened was about seven years ago, I had this tremor, and I didn't even notice it. Other people noticed it, told me to go to see this doctor. So I go see the doctor. He said, yeah, I see it. Um, I think it's probably uh, essential tremor. And it's a common thing. that People, as they get older, have this tremor. It's benign. It doesn't, um, it's not a big deal um some people have it really bad and there's treatments for that but he said that's about all that's what it is so i just accepted that and went all about my business and then last fall about this time last fall maybe even before that <clears throat> i was at the pool it had to be earlier than this and one of my lady friends says lady friends man you can tell i'm <laughs> old right <laughs> Uh, one of the ladies uh, said, you're really shaking today. And I said, oh, am I? She said, yeah, I couldn't even hold my phone. I was trying to take a photo and I couldn't hold my phone. But, you know, I guess I I didn't realize it because I I shook most of the time. And um, she said, I'm even noticing your head shaking, which was concerning to me. And so they, the three of them, there was four of us that were hanging out at the time. Three of them had just kept picking, picking, picking. Call the doctor. Call the doctor. Call the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, so I said, okay, I'll go call the doctor. So I called the doctor. He did an examination. It's um, the same doctor I went to seven years ago. And he said, oh, I see. It's a little bit worse than it was. Um, he, they, uh, Parkinson's disease, there's no definitive test for it they have to make a clinical they do these little you know tap your fingers together touch your nose and all this stuff and they have you walk and all these kinds of things and he did all that and then he said uh i'm gonna have you go for this test um and i said well what is the test he said it's called a dat scan and um it's no big deal it's the easy test No big deal. You know, little Chinese guy, just so sweet. No big deal. And he held my hands right before I left the office. He goes, This is going to help me rule out Parkinson's. He said, I don't think you have Parkinson's, but I just want to rule it out. So, like, okay. So then, you know, a couple weeks later, I was trying to get it scheduled and it was hard to get it scheduled. And I said, I'm not going to do it. I mean, I know it's not Parkinson's. You know, it's a $750 test. I didn't meet my deductible yet. I'd have to pay for this. I'm going to have this test, and it's going to say nothing. So, and then, ladies, <laughs> no, you're going to have the test. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I just hate to spend that money and to come back. You know, I'm pretty sure it's not. You know, no big deal. Bridget, have the test. Just put your mind at ease. Okay, we're going to have the test. So I go have the test, and, it, and uh, it, it's really not a big deal. They make you drink this stuff that's apparently lights up your brain and some uh, some kind of radioactive type stuff. I don't nice. even know. I mean, <laughs> I sound really stupid. I haven't really no, educated know. myself on that. But anyway, so... so So I had the test and then it was like weeks, a month before I could see my doctor again. And the ladies, you know, (laughs) would you find out about your test results? I said, no, not yet. I said, and I don't get to see the doctor until July. This was in May. I can't believe that. Can't you call the doctor and get in earlier? I said, no, you can't just get in to see a neurologist whenever you feel like it. I'm on, you know, I've got an appointment. And uh, they just kept on and saying, well, there's got to be a way you can find out what the results of that test were and um i said well she said where where was it i said it was at vanderbilt oh yeah you can get on their their patient portal there and get anything there and you'll be able to get your results i'm like i don't want to do that (laughs) um i shouldn't do that right i should wait to see the doc no go you know do it do it you know (laughs) these people are naggy (laughs) Uh, but I love them. Um, so so of course I log into the patient portal and test results, you know, they short and sweet, the um, low something about the level of dopamine, um, there's a reduced level of dopamine that is indicative of Parkinson's disease. And it can be one of these other two things as well. Um, so while it didn't confirm, Parkinson's it confirm was that it had a loss of the dopamine, which is what causes the Parkinson's in the first place. So I see this and it's like eight, nine o'clock at night. And I see this online and I'm like, oh my God, you know. So I send it to my friend who's a nurse and of course she's on Google checking all these other diseases out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Because that's how we all cure ourselves. So. Yeah, really. And with, i, with I Google. Just to,
1: so I said I I I was glad I didn't have the other two. Well, I don't know, you know, I didn't know at the time, but I feel like I'm going all over the place. No, you're fine. So you're fine. I um so I had to sweat it out from the end of May until the fifth the twelfth of July, wow, before I could get in to see the doctor. I did call his nurse to see if there was any way I could at least just talk to him before yeah. I went in because I found out this information because I was hoping if I could talk to him, he could talk me off the ledge because at that point, I didn't know what was going on. yeah and she and she said, well, your test did show that it's likely Parkinson's, and he wants to see you. He wants you to come in and talk to you about medications, but I can't get you in any sooner. So I sat on that till July 12th, and by that time, I'm thinking, I'm going to go in there, and he's going to say, yeah, this test says this, but it's not parkinson's let's you know let's just see how it goes but no that didn't happen um <laughs> <laughs> that's the denial
2: part of the uh five of grief.
1: so i said are you sure and he said yeah i'm pretty sure so he put me on the medicine and um the medicine is supposed to um it's stimulate the the dopamine in your brain um So I started taking that. Um, I had another follow-up appointment with him just last month. And, of course, I'm getting ready to go in there, and I'm thinking, I'm going to ask him again. It's probably a mistake. (laughs) 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 So go in there, and he asked me how I'm doing, and I tell him. I said, okay, so tell me, let's let's say I did have the DAT scan. What part of that little exam that you did with me, makes you think that I that I have that I really have Parkinson's I said what made you what made you think that what made you even decide that I should go for the dad scan I said because I'm not seeing some of the symptoms I'm reading about online I don't have this I don't have that I don't have the other well the thing about Parkinson's is they say if you if you uh, see one Parkinson's patient, you've seen one Parkinson's patient because everybody is different. Which is why they're having trouble finding a cure, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to him and he said, Well, you have stiffness, you know, and he was showing me something on my wrist. And, you know, I guess if you live live with certain things after a you just you don't know you're do right. you have it. So there are things that, that I was um exhibiting to him that he would would let him let him to think that so i walk out of that office thinking okay all right so let's work on this acceptance again well then i got mad yeah um so i stayed in the anger for a couple of weeks now i'm back and it's a mistake so (laughs)
0: <laughs> so can i just tell you what the five stages of grief are
1: yes denial
0: anger bargaining depression and acceptance so i think you have the first four down packed that whole acceptance part that that that's not coming
1: no not yet and so um vanderbilt here in nashville has a center of excellence for parkinson's And they have all kinds of um, programs, special programs there. And they have these movement disorder specialists. They're neurologists with advanced training in movement disorders. Uh, I called them in May um, after I got my test result. And as soon as I could get in to see the movement disorder specialist was May of 2024. Wow. So I made an appointment. So now the latest thing on my mind is I'm going to go there in May. Yeah. And I'm going to talk to a real specialist and they're going to say this has been a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, you know what it's it's insanity. It
2: no. Is. I mean it's a it's a it's something like you said you prepare for almost everything. This is something that you probably would have never prepared for. So no, now you're a million years. Yeah. You're you're bargaining. You're trying to uh get there, you
1: know what I mean? And so, and here's here's all the fears that I that I have. Okay, so I live alone. That's a biggie right there. I mean, I've met a lot of people and most of the people that I meet have their care partners, husbands and wives, right? I don't have that um, things could happen they may might might not, but things could happen, which makes it I will not be able to take care of myself and live independently yeah. um those that's a really big fear for me. I have one child, a son. I would never expect to burden him with taking care of me, yeah, um, and what do I do, you know what's gonna end up how am i gonna but but you know we, we we go out into the future and think of all the what ifs what ifs what ifs and you know i know i have to stay in today and accept what's going on with me today however i feel like it's irresponsible for me not to think about and make contingency planning right yeah because that's just the person i am <laughs> right trying to make sure. if this happens i'm gonna do this if this happens i'm gonna do that um and my mom has been in a nursing home for two years and that has been really a struggle for all of us because she has a early stages of dementia and a lot of times you'll talk to her and there's nothing wrong with it. You don't think there's anything wrong with her. and um, and I, I pay her bills so I know how much it's costing us every month. you know it's twelve thousand dollars a month for nursing wow. Home here. That's wild. wow. Um, so, so then I look at my money, you know, the, the retirement that I set aside for myself, which will make me, you know, not rich, but comfortable. Right. And, oh God, now if I have to go to a nursing home, how long is that going to last? And then am I going to go on Medicaid and then I'm going to be, it's just this crazy cycle. So. I know what I need to do. I need I need to do some things for myself, right? Yeah. G Rex, yes. you're gonna tell me what are you you're gonna ask me what am I doing this for <laughs> self-care. I'm not doing a damn thing.
0: Well yeah. don't you do but don't you aren't you doing like water aerobics like a couple of times a week? Three times a week. That's self-care?
1: Yes. And I stopped doing it and here's here's <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So I, I think I mentioned this to you before. You know, I'm not an exerciser. I hate exercise. I don't like to sweat. I don't like to be out of breath. <laughs> <That's> me. <laughs> I mean, it's just inconvenient. So I like the water aerobics because while I still get a good aerobic workout, I don't sweat. And if I do, who cares? I'm in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, look, I don't look at that like exercise. But what has happened since like I was doing it three times a week. Well, now that the pool is closed, the outside pool, we've moved it to inside. And <clears throat> we don't have a teacher. We have these tapes that we listen to and we do this this routine. Well, the sound system that they have inside that pool it's horrible. The the I have a thing with my hearing anyway, if There's a lot of um, noise going on in backgrounds, and I I get real anxious. And that day that I was there, I couldn't hear, I could hear the music on the, um, the CD or whatever it was, but I couldn't hear the guy talking and telling us what to do. Half of it I had memorized, so that was not a big deal, but it was the background noise that by the time I left that class, I was on the edge. I mm-hmm. had more anxiety when I left there than I did when I got there. So I, um, I, I can't do that. So it, while it's going to be inside, I'm not going to be able to do it. So a couple days, what I did was I went down there in the afternoon and I, I jogged up and down the pool. I guess we were there for about an hour. I can do that. Um, so I'm gonna have to kind of figure out uh, a new a new pad or new um schedule of doing that on my own. And we um put in a all a brand new gym at the clubhouse. They put all new equipment in there. Tomorrow I'm going up there, they're gonna show us how to use the machines. Um, and they were supposed to um get this piece of equipment that was supposedly good for Parkinson's patient. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to go tomorrow <laughs> and check that out. Uh, That's good. So I'm going to try that too. So I really have to work on the exercise because I've been told the exercise is um, oftentimes even better than the medicine they give you. It's more effective. And the more exercise you do, the better, the better. I mean, it doesn't make anything go away. It doesn't, change the um, what the disease does to you. It just makes you um, more fit and more, you know, I don't want to say.
0: So can I tell you that they actually have like waterproof, like for swimming earbuds?
1: Well, where I can hear the person but not
0: the No, you'll be able to hear everything I I,
1: I'll send you some information on this my
0: brother's a big swimmer so he has yeah he has earbuds that he swims with and he swims Lake Michigan but I I think that there's a way that you'll be able to connect to the system so you can hear him in your ears everybody else be able to hear it but you'll be able to hear it also
1: in the earbuds If it's it's Bluetooth, though, it has to be Bluetooth, right?
0: Yeah, probably. I'm going to look into that because I think that the swimming is good for you. I know, and I loved it. it. Because it clears your head.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I loved it. So, I'm going to figure something out Um, because when I was doing it, I did feel better. Yeah.
2: I wonder if this is one of those things where you'll have to get i don't want to say get through like you compared it to the five stages of grief and i don't know if it's something that you have to get through each stage or just um find your way in each stage before you can
1: focus on something else yeah find peace i guess find peace in each stage i'm in an acceptance of that I, yeah, I'm in this stage and it's okay for me to be in this stage instead of fighting it
2: It's okay to be not okay, just make sure you're talking to someone